This is the Dogmatist presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, I am the Dogmatist. The Dogmatist is someone who has, uh, you know, is a very opinionated person. Uh, doesn't necessarily use facts to back their opinions or statistics, you know, or reason really. Uh, uses their emotion, uh, but. That's not what really what I'm going for today. Uh, previous episodes, I've tried to you know let you, let my fans get a better idea of who I am as a person. Uh, I think that that's a you know even in sports, if it's you know you could have so many opinions about so many different things, you can learn about me in so many different aspects. But um, mainly, this show is focusing on the sports world for now. Obviously, overall focusing on sports. Maybe one day we'll get into other topics, but for now. I want you to see my dogmatic opinions uh, about sports. Uh, I haven't really gotten so crazed before. Uh, maybe I def my opinions are definitely a little radical, uh, especially when it comes to the Yankees. But uh, this week, we're going to be mainly be focusing on the NFL draft. Uh, as I did yesterday, I did picks one through eight to start yesterday. Uh, I'm going to be doing eight picks daily until Thursday, uh, which is the day of the NFL draft. Uh, I'll do, basically doing a mock of the first round. Um, my friends and I are do have a little pool together in which uh, you know we are all doing our own mock drafts. We basically have to pick the team at a certain pick and the player because we can do trades. Also, you get a certain amount of points if you get the player at the right pick at the right number pick, and you also get an additional point if you get the player to the right team. So, uh, just to rewind to yesterday uh i did the first eight picks going from the jaguars at one all the way to the panthers at eight and uh this was the outcome this was my mock draft one through eight uh i had the jaguars drafting trevor lawrence the quarterback out of clemson then with the second pick i had the jets selecting zach wilson quarterback out of byu uh third pick i have mac jones out of alabama going to the san francisco 49ers uh the fourth pick i had kyle pitts going to uh, the Atlanta Falcons. He's the Florida tight end. With the fifth pick, uh, this one's a little up in the air, but I had the Bengals drafting Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle from uh, Oregon. Then with the sixth pick, I had uh, Jamar Chase falling into the Dolphins' lap. Uh, me, myself being a Jets fan, I'm not happy to see that. Now the Jets are going to have to deal with him for the foreseeable future. Uh, so I had the Dolphins getting Jamar Chase, wide receiver at LSU, who did not play this past season. Uh, with the seventh pick, I had the Lions uh, making an interesting move, uh, drafting Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State, after you know just trading for Jared Goff in the offseason. Uh, and then with the eighth selection, I had the Panthers drafting Rayshon Slater, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Uh, I think that they're going to commit to Sam. I don't think that they're going to go quarterback. Maybe they would if Justin Fields were to drop, but I can't imagine Justin Fields dropping that far, especially with you know how high his potential is and that he could be better than all of these guys uh, at the end of the day. You never know. Uh, so those are my picks, one through eight. Just wanted to remind everyone that you can cat, that you can tune into this podcast on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, and you could access those via the link tree in my Instagram bio at the Strive Sports. Currently trying to make a provider page for Apple Podcasts right now, so uh, it would just be one link on the link tree. You click on that link, it will bring you straight to all three, uh, you know, 
Strive Sports Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, uh, and then it would just create more space, look nicer on the link tree. Uh, but that's besides the point. Going uh, to get back to this mock draft today, I'm going to be doing picks nine through sixteen. Didn't have any trades yesterday. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna leave it to be a surprise if I'm gonna have any trades today. Uh, it's not very easy to predict trades. Uh, I don't know why people even do that in mock drafts because it's it's pretty ludicrous. I feel like at the end of the day, you just want to be, uh, you know, get as much right as possible. And uh, that's just, I feel like it's forcing it a little bit. But, you know, we'll see what happens today. Uh, so basically, I'll just go through 9 through 16 right now with teams own those picks. The ninth pick is owned by the Denver Broncos, 10th by the Dallas Cowboys, 11th the New York Giants, uh, 12th the Eagles, 13th the Chargers, uh, 14th the Vikings, 15th the Patriots, and 16th the Cardinals. Uh, so those are picks 9 through 16. Now, Let's get it started. So with the ninth pick of the 2021 Benjamin Klein mock draft, the Denver Broncos are going to select Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Texas A&M. Now, you know, it could be questioned, are they going to go after Trey Lance? Do they need a quarterback? Um, you know, they still they should still really give Drew Locke an opportunity maybe. That's what a lot of fans think. Uh, basically, uh, I like this pick here just because I think that just in case someone trades up, uh, you know, it's good. It, it, I think it's very possible Micah Parsons goes at number nine. Um, I don't think that the Broncos are going to go for Trey Lance. I think that they have so many other needs that uh, that they're they're aware of. Uh, John Elway is the type of guy that wants to take care of all the needs, not jump to conclusions. Get the get a quarterback, the fifth guy, the fifth quarterback. Uh, most probably taken in the top 10. And at least in mine, it would be the fifth quarterback taken in the top 10. So Micah Parsons, possibly the best uh, defensive player in the draft. It's still up in the air. Everyone uh, has different opinions on it. But uh, Micah Parsons to the Broncos, I think that's a that's a safe pick uh, in terms of what I'm seeing in my mock draft, especially in case someone moves up. So Micah Parsons, number nine of the Broncos, lock it in. Uh, they have their, you know, outside linebacker in Von Miller. Also, you know, Bradley Chubb, who's had his injuries. But they need to get that middle linebacker, Micah Parsons. Yes, uh, you know, maybe Drew Locke isn't the answer. But continue building the team. And the quarterback will come over time. Uh, give him another year with Jerry Judy. You know, not a COVID-filled season. And uh, I think that the Broncos will show some improvement this year. Also, Melvin Gordon had a pretty solid year last year. Um I definitely like, you know, Micah Parsons a lot as a player. So uh, going with him, number nine, to the Denver Broncos. That moves me on to my next selection. The Dallas Cowboys own the 10th pick. And I believe that they are going to draft J.C. Horn, the cornerback out of South Carolina. Uh, pretty much it's, you know, all, although it's up in the air with a defensive player who's the best defensive player overall uh, I think it's even more up in the air with who's the best corner apparently they're putting these cornerbacks ahead of everyone else and ahead of any pass rushers in the draft uh, obviously Micah Parsons I still believe is that good of a player uh, that he could get drafted over these corners but when you're talking about uh, J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertain uh, out of Alabama those guys are uh, very highly regarded uh, to, among many scouts and analysts around the league 
my deciding factor on this, although Jerry Jones probably loves his Alabama prospects, um, my deciding factor was that the Cowboys asked Kyle Pitts, as you pro- as most of you probably know, who is the best defender you faced this entire uh, or in your career or this past season? I'm not sure which one. Uh, you know, Kyle Pitts, the guy who's, who I had going number four to the Atlanta Falcons, uh, that is they're saying is the best player in the draft, the most talented player, the best at his position, and one of the best tight ends to you know come out of college in quite some time uh, and one of the only ones to go in the top five. So uh, when they asked Kyle Pitts, when uh, Jerry Jones asked Kyle Pitts who the hardest player uh, he played against was, he answered J.C. Horn from South Carolina. Uh, I think that that says a lot, uh, especially the fact that the Cowboys posted that video uh, showing that he said that. Uh, I think that it shows a lot where about where the Cowboys' mindset is right now in terms of their draft pick. Yes, you could make the argument, oh, he definitely wants Kyle Pitts. Oh, maybe he'll, you know, reach for a Smith or a Waddle here. But, but we all know what the problem with the Cowboys is, is defense. They never had that corner, that lockdown corner, really. Right now, their offense, you know, is not the issue at hand. I mean, Dak Prescott should be coming back. Uh, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott, still a great runner. Maybe not what he once was when he first came in the league, but still, you know, a top tier running back. Maybe not elite, but a level right below that. Uh, you know, their offensive line, I'm sure, is going to, you know, be better this year than it has in the past couple, especially with Dak out there. But when you're talking about Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, those those are two obviously top uh top of the line wide receivers CeeDee Lamb was only a rookie last year had around like 900 yards I believe Amari Cooper has been doing it for years you know they're both obviously CeeDee Lamb not elite but Amari Cooper is the level that level low right below elite um so uh, the Cowboys have the weapons offensively um you know they're just gonna have to work on their defense and they've never really had a top corner I think that they're gonna decide between Horn and Sertain both great names, by the way. I literally like like the way their names sound. J.C. Horn, that's a sick name. I like it a lot. Would love the Jets to somehow move up and get him. Just have a terror of a need, crazy needed quarterback and throw it back to, uh, I think 2007 it was, when the Jets drafted Darrell Revis. They actually moved up to, uh, to select him. So who knows? Who knows what will happen? But uh, as of right now, I got uh, J.C. Horn going to the Cowboys. I... Uh, I also did this because I will never forget when the Jets selected D. Milliner, the cornerback out of Alabama. I just feel like these Alabama corners don't really work out. Any other position on the field, though? Maybe not quarterback, but give me a linebacker. Give me an offensive lineman. Give me a defensive lineman. Uh, give me a wide receiver. Give me a running back. Just don't give me a cornerback. I, that's the one thing. Don't give me a cornerback from Alabama, at least to the Jets. That's that's what I say after D. Milliner. So uh, for all those reasons, I got J.C. Horn. Uh, going to the Cowboys with the 10th pick. Uh, that moves me on to the 11th pick of the draft. Uh, this is the point where the NFC East is uh, just stacked in a row. We got the Cowboys and the Giants, then the Eagles. Uh, so with the Giants pick, number 11th pick in the draft, I think that uh, this is a very Dave Gettleman uh, type of pick right here, which is why I have them selecting the wide receiver out of Alabama. Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner to the New York Giants. Yes, Dave, you need an offensive line to help Daniel Jones. Everyone knows that. 
But guess what else, Dave? You don't care. And everyone also knows that. And you're just going to, and it's not to say that you're not getting someone that's going to help Daniel Jones out in the future, but it's just a question of when are you, what are your priorities? Like uh, you go out and you sign Kenny Galladay and you know that your offensive line still needs help. Uh, so you're not going to go out and, and get an offensive lineman. It's it's very, you know, it's very much like him. He's whiffed on plenty of offensive linemen during his time as uh, the GM of the Giants. So uh, I don't think he's going to go offensive lineman here. I see him going wide receiver. He wants to get that firepower help for the Giants. Uh, he has that same type of mentality as Jerry Jones when I feel like it's all about him. It, 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 he makes it all about him. So he's going to want to take that, you know, uh, headliner pick and Devontae Smith over, you know, an offensive lineman that, uh, you know, guys in the past like Justin Pugh and Eric Flowers didn't work out for the Giants. So uh, I think he's going to go the safe route, take the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith, out of Alabama, give uh, Kenny Galladay, you know, another and Sterling Shepard, another guy, along with Saquon Barkley. Uh, it's going to be, you know, really all on Daniel Jones. The Giants have faith in Daniel Jones. That's going to be, he's going to have a pretty stacked roster in terms of weapons when you're talking Barkley, uh, Kenny Galladay, if he could stay healthy, Sterling Shepard, and Devontae Smith. Uh, the question is really about the other things. I mean, they signed a guy like Adoree Jackson, which is why I don't have them uh, drafting Patrick Sertain here. Um, but the question is, is Adoree Jackson even worth that money? It seems like they overpaid him. It seems like he's coming off one of the worst years of his career. They still paid him a ton of money, though. Uh, so uh, that's that's my reasoning for not taking a cornerback if you're the Giants. Uh, but even though they signed a wide receiver like Galladay, they know that they need to make Daniel Jones look good. So in order to make Daniel Jones look good, get him another receiver. Uh, keep on keep on building those offensive weapons up, and uh, maybe you'll be able to compete with the Cowboys for real. Uh, if the Giants do get Devontae Smith and he does turn into a quality, you know, NFL player like a thousand yard capable, like thousand yards, or he's able to do what CD Lamb did last year, uh, I think the Giants can definitely win the NFC East. But that's only because the division is so bad overall. All those teams are probably going to finish below 500, maybe at best 500. So with the 11th pick, I have the Giants selecting Devontae Smith, wide receiver out of Alabama. That moves me on to the third NFC East team in a row. Um, That is the Philadelphia Eagles, who have the 12th selection of the draft. And I have them selecting right after the Giants, wide receiver out of Alabama, Jalen Waddell. Uh, this guy is a speedster. He missed a lot of the season. I think he ran like a four, three, seven at his combine, uh, or at his pro day or, or just in the past, it was a recorded time, but four, three, seven is very, very fast. Obviously I think Henry Ruggs ran like a, ran like a four, two, nine, maybe, or something like that. Or, or maybe it was Ruggs that ran the four three seven. Point is, is that Jalen Waddle is a, is a very fast speedster. Uh, they can they're starting to compare him to Tyree Kill, even though Tyree Kill, I think Tyree Kill is the one that ran a four two nine actually. Um, so they're comparing him to that, even though he's clearly slower on the forty time. Um, you know, he played really well in in that championship game. Uh, even though he missed most of the year, he really proved his worth in that in just that one game. Obviously, Devontae Smith did the same as well. 
But uh, the Eagles have missed on so many guys over the past years in terms of receiver. They passed on Justin Jefferson last year. Uh, A couple years ago, they passed on DK Metcalf. And there are definitely other guys that they have passed uh, passed on in the past. And this is all Howie Roseman. Um, Obviously, they trade Wentz in the offseason. And uh, they're going to commit to Jalen Hurts, it seems like. If you're going to commit to Jalen Hurts, then you got to get him some help on, uh, in terms of offensive weapons because their offensive line is honestly pretty good. Um, they have three Pro Bowl caliber offensive linemen starting from center to left tackle when you're talking about Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, and uh, Jason Kelsey. So three Pro Bowl caliber offensive linemen. Uh, so I don't think that they would, you know, take an offensive lineman here, even though this is around the area where the offensive linemen start getting off the board, start coming off the board, uh, even more so than in the first eight picks. Um, but you know, it just adds another, it adds another aspect to this offense, uh, that they just haven't really had because they've been missing on these draft picks. Uh, you know, they had Deshaun Jackson. He was injured the whole entire season. So it'd be nice to be able to get someone like Jalen Waddle. um, to, you know, add a dimension to that offense, that Deshaun Jackson dimension, and maybe even be able to sit behind him and uh, actually really learn from, you know, a guy like Deshaun Jackson, a veteran who has been all around the league, um, even though he's on the Los Angeles Rams now. So that's never mind besides the point. Uh, but it, it is to replace a guy like Deshaun Jackson on that team. They need that speedster. Um, obviously, they also lost Zach Ertz in the offseason. Um, uh, you know, the receivers are really nothing special. Alshon Jeffrey definitely regressed ever since they won that Super Bowl. Um, they, they definitely have potential, but you need to get Jalen Hurts uh, the help that he needs in terms of offensive weapons, which is why I have uh, Devontae Smith's teammate, Jalen Waddle, uh, going to the Eagles right after the Giants. Uh, I don't think that this makes the Eagles offense as dynamic as the Giants. Um, you know, in terms of weapons wise, Saquon Barkley is that real uh, game changer. And when we're comparing the two teams, maybe receiver and quarterback wise, it's pretty similar. And then the Eagles have an advantage in terms of offensive line, but uh, the Giants, you know, receivers and running backs we're talking Saquon Kenny Galladay Devontae Smith Sterling Shepard uh Evan Engram you know it, it'll be a little bit too much for the Eagles um at that point so I definitely think that the Eagles are would with, with this pick would still be worse than the Giants in this upcoming season but uh I think that the Giants kind of force the Eagles hand and, and make them pick a, another wide receiver uh not just that but the fact that they missed on so many receivers throughout the past couple of years makes them want to, you know, finally hit on that receiver, uh, J.J. Arzega-Whiteside. Uh, but moving on uh, to the fourth, 13th pick, my apologies, 13th pick, uh, the Chargers own this pick, just drafted Justin Herbert in the first round last year, the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I have them selecting Christian Darisaw, the Offensive Tackle out of Virginia Tech. Now, people could be claiming that, you know, the Chargers would want to get uh, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Uh, My issue is that the Chargers need a tackle. They need an offensive tackle, a left tackle in particular, to protect Justin Herbert for the near future, for, you know, 
guy that just won Offensive Rookie of the Year, showed a lot of promise, has the weapons out there when you're talking about uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and the rest of the squad. They're pretty stacked offensive weapons-wise. Austin Eckler, obviously. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, the issue is, obviously, USC also. So wouldn't have to go far if he was drafted by the Chargers. My issue is, though, that Vera Tucker played guard at USC, at least this past year, and he was extremely good at guard. The reason that he, that people are saying he's going to be a first-round draft pick is because he could play at guard, but they're saying, oh, he can move to tackle. Um, my opinion, that, that seems just like way too much of a Cinderella story. Uh, Chargers draft, Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC, stays in, in town uh, in Los Angeles, and then moves from guard to tackle, and, it, and it's an effortless move, and everything works out perfectly. No, I, I don't see that happening. I see this the Chargers making a move similar to like what the Jets did last year with Mekhi Becton. Uh, no one really thought that Mekhi would go that high. People thought that there were going to be other offensive linemen drafted ahead of Mekhi. Didn't happen. Jets drafted him. Great pick. Uh, definitely, I don't think that there was a better offensive lineman to for the Jets to have picked at that point. Uh, 6'7 monster, proved a lot. Uh, he's Everyone is saying that he's going to be one of the biggest breakout players of this upcoming season. Uh, so, you know, Christian Darisol is bigger than Barrett Tucker. He's a 6'5, absolute beast. Um, again, he, he did, and he did this at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech uh, wasn't that great this past year. So, to stand out on a team like that, especially protecting the quarterback, um, is really impressive stuff. Um, yeah, the Chargers need that tackle to to protect Justin Herbert and Elijah Vera Tucker. It's just a risk uh, moving him from guard back to tackle because you never know how that uh, you know you never know how that change will uh, will proceed. Which is why I have the Chargers selecting Christian Darrisaw, the offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. That moves me on to the 14th pick of the draft which is owned by the Minnesota Vikings. And that's when I have my first trade of the mock. You heard it here first. I got the Vikings moving down to the 23rd pick and the New York Jets moving up to the 14th pick. And with the 14th pick, I have the Jets drafting Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. That's right. He's moving out of USC and he's coming out east to uh, to New York City. Uh, Vera Tucker is a, is a guard. Uh, we need a guard. We need Honestly, we need to tackle or a guard. But if we're but if we're talking about the Jets and who I think and what I think they need more, it's definitely a guard. Uh, I have faith in Becton, obviously. George Font I think is good, but Alex Lewis uh, and Van Roten I do not have faith in. Uh, I think that this would be a huge pickup, uh, especially because we're going to be drafting Zach Wilson. He's going to need protection, obviously. Um, you know, if you're going to draft a quarterback and put him and put him out there with a bad offensive line, then you're going to you're setting him up for failure. Uh, that's the one issue that I really have with the Jets right now. Uh, they still don't have an offensive line, even if the weapons are all right. The offensive line is not good enough to really let Zach Wilson develop. So get that offensive lineman. Get allow him to have some time in the pocket to go through his progressions. Get better at that. 
and I think that he'll actually maybe be a good player. But if we don't get him an offensive lineman, I cannot see him succeed, succeeding at any point in his career. It's just going to be the same issue with Sam Darnold. He's going to not have time in the pocket. He's going to force bad passes, and he's not going to be able to progress as a quarterback. Uh, so that's why, for those reasons, I, I, the Jets know that they need to get an offensive lineman. Uh, if the Jets were to not trade for this pick, I think that the Vikings would easily take Veritaka here. They need a guard very badly. They have a bad offensive line. So drafting Veritaka there for the Vikings is a, would be a done deal in my opinion. So I think that the Jets know that, know that that's the case and they're going to move up, get their, get their offensive lineman. Now they've dropped, that would mean that they have would have drafted two offensive linemen in the first round in the past two years, building blocks for the team. That would mean in like the past three years, we would have drafted two offensive linemen and one def- defensive lineman in the first round. Uh, and everyone knows that, the, that like, or my opinion at least, not everyone knows that the most important part of football is the offensive and defensive line. Uh, you got to get, you got to be good in the trenches. And that's one area where the Jets just haven't been good. Uh, in my lifetime, really, ever or ever since they had Rex Ryan, you know, there are a couple good years here and there, but they never really have a pass rush, and they never really have a great offensive line. And right now, it's seeming like they might have a good pass rush going into this season, acquire, uh, having signed Sheldon Rankins and Carl Lawson. Uh, and then if they get Vera Tucker, I like the direction their offensive line's heading in. You know, I can't ask for every single guy to be good on the offensive line, but to have three out of good out of five uh, good offensive linemen because I like McGovern. Uh, that's a good. That's a step in the right direction for the Jets, and I believe it puts Zach Wilson in a better opportunity to succeed uh, and progress. Although you know there there are the issues of quarterback. With the Jets, I think that depend. I don't know what other pick they're going to trade for this. It could be a pick next year, a second round pick, or two years from now. I don't know. Uh, to move up, you know, nine selections. Point is, they also need a cornerback, and I don't think that Patrick Sertain is the answer. As I said before, I don't. I would never go Alabama corner again after D. Milliner. Obviously, different GM this time around. Uh, but I think that he should take a look at the history of the Jets uh, and just that one pick and say. I'll pass on the Alabama cornerback and maybe also look at some other Alabama cornerbacks, see how they turned out. Not so great. A safety on the other hand, that's a different story. Alabama cornerback, I don't like it. Same with USC quarterback. Would never take USC quarterback. Speaking of which, of USC, I literally have the Jets drafting a USC guy, but it's an offensive lineman, so I'll give him a benefit of the doubt for now. But I think that the Jets desperately need need help on the offensive line, so uh, that's why I have them moving up here. Uh, snagging Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC, the the t- offensive guard. That moves me on to the 15th pick. Uh, the Patriots own that pick. I do not have them trading this one because their guy fell right to them. That would be Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State, going to New England. Uh, New England's a good situation. I think Bill Belichick knows the importance of being able to sit a, a rookie quarterback uh, to start their careers, letting him learn. And what better guy to learn from than former MVP Cam Newton? Uh, they've also built a solid team. So if Cam Newton is struggling after weeks, uh, I'm sure that they would give Trey Lance an opportunity. But but they obviously have a need at quarterback. Cam Newton, not the long-term answer. So even if Cam Newton plays the whole season, that'll give uh, Trey Lance the opportunity to really sit uh, behind Cam, learn from Cam, learn from Bill Belichick, 
uh, learn from Josh McDaniels, uh, some of the best football minds out there. So uh, I think that this is a this is a home run pick for the Patriots. One of the few times that you're seeing them not really trade back in the draft, I guess, uh, because their guy fell right to their laps. I think that Mac Jones would have been the ideal pick for them. Uh, who knows if the Niners don't draft Mac Jones there and it's all smokescreen to take Justin Fields, uh, getting the Jets to not want Justin Fields. Uh, then Mac Jones could be, you know, free falling in this draft for all I know, and then maybe the Patriots would even move up to a pick like nine, and with the Broncos and draft, uh, and draft Mac Jones there, or maybe the Panthers. Who knows? Uh, but overall, I think the Patriots are gonna draft a quarterback in this draft in the first round. Uh, and as of right now, the way my mock is going. That quarterback is Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. Again, he didn't play this past season. Uh, he declined to play because it was like spring league um, for the FCS, I believe. And uh, so he declined to play and just worked out for the draft. But I have the Patriots selecting Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. Uh, good luck to the to the Patriots in the future. Uh, I hope that works out. Uh but I really don't, honestly. I don't know why I said that. Moving on to the last selection for day two of my mock draft. Uh, the Cardinals own this pick. And uh, you know all the moves that the Cardinals have made this offseason. J.J. Watt, A.J. Green. Um, you know, just improving the team. Obviously, they also have Chandler Jones, so their defensive line is looking good. Uh, you know, their offense is looking good. They still have DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. Um, the one issue I'd say that they have is cornerback. Uh, they just lost Patrick Peterson, went to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so they definitely have a whole cornerback, which is why I have, uh, the man who could potentially be the best player, the best defensive player in the draft, Patrick Sertain out of Alabama, the corner going to the Arizona Cardinals. That's, that's a home run pick right there. Replacing your LSU product, Patrick Peterson, with uh, the Alabama product, uh, Patrick Sertain. Patrick for Patrick, switching one in, one one out, one goes out, one comes back in. So I think there's a home run pick. If there's any team that uh, is setting up Patrick Sertain, I think, to succeed, out of those, out of all these top teams, it's the Cardinals. Uh, who's the best team out of all these teams that I've gone through so far? It's probably the Cardinals. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray has a lot to prove, obviously, still, but he's also proven a lot up to this point. Uh, trading for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins last season, uh, before last season, it was an amazing move, uh, especially for Kyler Murray. Um, they they have the offensive weapons. They just lost that corner, that top corner in Patrick Peterson. Obviously, they have other, other weapons on the defensive side, but they need to sure up that corner spot, uh, which is why I have them drafting the cornerback Patrick Sertain out of Alabama with that 16th pick. Uh, before I repeat my picks uh, of day two, that, that was 9-16 to 16 going from the Broncos at 9 to the Cardinals at 16, I just want to remind everyone that you could uh, listen to this podcast on either Instagram, watch it with me, or you could uh, stream it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and you could access those via the link tree in my Instagram bio um, at these Drive Sports. Uh, if you have any comments, suggestions, and you, or you just want to interact, feel free to DM me, uh, comment on the video on Instagram. You can email me. You can access. You can find my email in the link tree in the bio, um, or you can contact me on LinkedIn. 
but back to it. I'll go. I'll once again repeat my picks nine through sixteen. I got the Broncos selecting Micah Parsons out of Texas A&M. Then I have the Cowboys selecting J.C. Horn, the corner out of South Carolina. Then I have the Giants selecting Devontae Smith, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Then I have the Eagles selecting Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Then I have the Chargers with the thirteenth pick selecting Christian Darrisaw, the offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech, to help protect uh justin herbert then i have the jets trading up for the 23 23rd pick to the 14th pick with the minnesota vikings selecting elijah vera tucker the guard out of usc uh to protect their number two overall selection zach wilson for the foreseeable future then i have the patriots selecting trey lance with the 15th pick uh the quarterback out of north dakota state and with the 16th pick and the last selection of the, the day two of my mock, I got the Cardinals selecting Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of, out of Alabama, to replace Patrick Peterson, who went to the Minnesota Vikings. So I'll be back uh, tomorrow with day three of my mock, eight more picks, going all the way from Raiders to Steelers. Um, it's going to start getting a little more difficult, obviously. Uh, the players aren't as big names, and uh, that's an area where like I feel like a lot of trades are going to happen. So... Can't wait to share with share my next picks with you tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed it today. Can't wait to see your comments. And uh, for the dogmatist, Benjamin Klein, peace out.